Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I remind you folks, uh, although Leon Tailoring is great for the tailor and ready-made clothes, they also have a good career services division for your young person, because before you know it, they'll be out heading off for interviews, for jobs, or for internships this summer, and you want to make sure your young person looks their best. You guys have invested a lot of time and energy and money in that college education, now it's time for it to start paying off, and Leon Tailoring can help you do it. They'll make sure your young person is dressed right for the right job, so they can make that right first impression. You know, I'm important that is. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, check out their career services division. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, we're continuing our conversation with chairman of Indiana's respective political parties, and right now we're talking to Kyle Huffer, chairman of the Indiana Republican Party. So, Kyle, Ms. Huffer, how's, how's it going, my friend? I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, <laughs> things are good. How about you? Ah, doing okay. Can't complain. Uh, well, let's talk. Uh, Republicans just had their big convention uh, last week. Diego Morales, candidate for Secretary of State, Dan Elliott for Treasurer, Tara Klutz uh, for Auditor. Uh, your thoughts on how, uh, on how the convention went down? Listen, our, our convention uh, went off great. I mean, you know, we as a, a party are, are um, the event planners, so to speak, and so um, went fairly seamlessly. Uh, the convention uh, center out at the um, state fairgrounds was a great place to hold it. Um, our delegates seemed to really enjoy themselves. We're glad that we could get back together in person. And we come out of there, I think, with a lot of momentum. Um, the, the three candidates, I think, are going to do a great job. They're already traveling the state, have significant support. Um, and, you know, they now have our party um, behind them. And we're, we're, you know, we'll run the same program that we run every year for those statewide candidates. The team's coming together. They're already committed to it. Um, Todd Young's been committed to it for a long time at the top of the ticket. You know, we're working hand-in-hand -hand with him. And we're looking for a really good outcome in November. Uh, anywhere concerned that maybe some of the controversies surrounding Diego Morales, your candidate for Secretary of the State, uh, may come back in the fall? I, I don't see it being something that's going to um, be an issue for him. I mean, I, you never know what comes up in campaigns or what voters look like, but um, the party's strong. He'll run a strong campaign. He'll work. Um, he's, you know, as, as we saw at the convention, I mean, delegates um, responded to how frequently he traveled the state to visit with them directly. Um, county chairman um, sort of had the same feelings about him, expecting him to run hard in the general election. And um, again, it, it's, it's certainly setting up nationally for a Republican wave election. Um, all the numbers that we're seeing. Um, we certainly won't take anything for granted. We'll still run our same statewide program, but I think we've got some wind at our back, and I fully expect some strong outcomes for Republicans in the fall. Um, anywhere concerned that uh, the governor's relationship with maybe some of the delegates may not be as solid as it used to be? Because there was some talk about maybe some pushback because of COVID and some of the other things that the governor had to do to get through the pandemic, that some of the delegates who are more ideologically conservative uh, may have sort of expressed their frustration that way. Yeah, I, I mean, we certainly have, have heard from a few delegates that way. Um, listen, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting process. It's certainly democracy at its, um, at its core, right? You know, delegates run, um, they get elected. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a couple thousand Republicans when we have 1.7 million Republican voters in the state. Um, Listen, we, we saw a little bit of it during the campaign, right? We saw a few people that went over to Rainwater. Um, 
listen, COVID was a tough time for the state and different people reacted differently. Um, I think the governor did a tremendous job and his approval rating statewide and um, his his regular uh, direct communication with Hoosiers was well received. It's easy now in hindsight to start questioning every decision that was made along the way. You do what the best thing that you can and listen, look where the state is today. I mean, we are um, one of the lowest levels of unemployment in the country, the lowest it's ever been. We've gotten over $14 billion of capital investment commitments this year, which it, which is already a record. The previous record was in the $8 billion range. We're only halfway through the year. Um, wages on those jobs are the highest they've ever been. Every measure for the state coming out of the pandemic is showing that we have managed the pandemic very well. Um, people talk about shutting down. Nothing shut down. We were paving roads. We were building RVs. We were building cars. Um, I think we managed it the best we can, but certainly um, COVID took an emotional and personal toll on different people, and obviously different people are going to react differently um, on the backside of it. We're talking to Kyle Huffer, chairman of the Indiana Republican Party. Uh, how's the governor uh, doing? How's his proof numbers? Last time we talked, I think it was like, like in the low 60s, I believe it was. Yeah, we have a, I'm trying to think the last. I've seen some national polling that's come in that had him in the 60s. Um, that's kind of where I would expect him to be at, but we haven't been in the field for a while. Um, speaking of which, uh, any lawmakers are, are we're back uh, this week for a special session, even though it's technically not going to start until uh, the 25th. Two big issues on the plate, uh, tax cuts and tax relief, as well as uh, uh, what to do with the abortion issue, the abortion question. Uh, what do Republicans want from their Republican lawmakers on tax cuts and the abortion issue, do you think? Well, listen, I mean, we, we, we've we've done a great job. I mean, the the amount of surplus that we have here in the state is a reflection of Republican leadership. We've been fiscally sound for a long time. And as tax, um, we've paid down, I think, almost 25% of our debt in the last six years, as an example, and still have a burgeoning surplus. So, you know, conservatives, Republicans have long held that that money belongs back with, with um, taxpayers rather than to find something else to spend it on. And so the governor's plan to give back a billion dollars, I think, um, has a lot of support across the state. And um, we'll see, you know, uh, where the legislature goes with that, but I think you'll see um, putting dollars back into taxpayers' pockets where it belongs. Um, on abortion, I think there's a lot of um, discussions going on. I think it's it's pretty clear that there's going to be additional protections for life, which is um, where Republicans are at. We just passed that in our platform. Um, it's long. It's been a long-standing belief of the the party that we need to protect life. That it's it's a core mission of government to do so, and so. I fully expect that we'll see um, further protections where the legislature comes out with spe specifics. I don't know. I think they're also uh, spending a lot of time on what additional measures are going to be, need to be taken with respect to um, those future children that are born and the mothers who will be expecting. And so I think you'll see some of that in the legislature as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because uh, I kind of jokingly said that when the Supreme Court came down with the decision on Roe versus Wade a couple of weeks, a couple of Fridays ago, it's almost if sort of Republicans had caught the car or people in the pro-life movement had caught the car because they've been talking about it for 50 years. Now it's finally here. So you have what are you going to do about the abortion question, but also what are you going to do about the kids who are already here and then the moms who have issues? Well, certainly you're, you're going to have to um, you're going to have to see some programs that are going to help uh, those mothers. There's already a lot of those programs in place. You're just going to have some additional um, 
children in it. You're going to have to boost up uh, foster care system. You're going to have to boost up adoption. Um, we're already one of the best adoption states in the country. We've won awards on that. Um, and I think they're talking about, you know, uh, um, several different options, but we'll see what they come up with when they come back into session. Um, were you expecting this to happen when, let's say, when the, when the governor first called the special session, or did it sort of kind of caught everybody sort of off guard? Well, the, obviously, the, you'd had the leak out of the Supreme Court, so you knew that there was the potential um, for this to come up. Um, and so I think it, it, you know, nobody wants to go into special session twice. Um, so I think the timing is good for that. And I think that, you know, Republicans are being prudent and, and going out and trying to be prepared for this special session, which is why they've, they've pushed back the, the date a couple of weeks. Um, but I expect them to be in a couple of weeks at least uh, to deal with it as well. Our guest on the program today is Kyle Huffer. Kyle is the chairman of the Indiana Republican Party. So we're getting caught up with uh, all the uh, all our state chairmen uh, on the program today. Uh, on the issue of uh, automatic taxpayer refunds, obviously you've got the, the $115 taxpayer refund, not talking about an, an additional 200 bucks per person. Uh, what about those folks who don't pay taxes because they were on Social Security or disability? So I heard there's, there's some talk about how do you take care of those folks and help them, provide them with some sort of inflation relief. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. I, I know that the legislature is looking at that. If you look at the last session, I know um, they greatly expanded the number of individuals that would receive um, checks. Um, you're going to have to talk to Speaker Houston or, or President Bray on that. I, I don't know the specifics. Um, it's a great question. Obviously, folks who are paying into taxes, they're paying into them in other direct in other ways, um, should be able to benefit from the relief. Um, on the national level, uh, how are things looking for Republicans? They look strong. I mean, um, you know, we're in one of the first worst inflation crises this country's ever seen. Certainly, the worst in the last forty or fifty years. Um, and a lot of it's directly tied to, you know, the, the policies that Joe Biden has implemented in the short period of time that he's been president. Um, he's created an ener energy crisis um, by his policies. Um, he's directly responsible for the gas prices we're seeing today. Um, you know, he's letting the, the far progressive wing of his, his party dictate energy policy, which is, you know, risky for America, um, puts us back on dependence of foreign, foreign oil and foreign energy. Um, you know, we've got a border crisis that, that he's created since he came in, and, and that seems to be getting worse. Um, but listen, it, voters vote with their pocketbook, and their pocketbook is struggling right now. I just saw a national poll where I think upwards of 40 percent were saying that they were they were struggling to, to pay their daily bills. Um, when, when Americans are in that kind of a position economically, they've seen that they, they may not have liked um, everything that they saw from President Trump, uh, but they certainly saw that from an economic standpoint and a leadership standpoint, America was um, moving in a completely different direction than it is today. And so I think they're going to give Republicans another chance. Um, they're going to break the, the, the monopoly that Democrats have, will at least get the House, maybe get the Senate. But again, the, those will come down to race by race, but certainly there, there seems to be momentum on the Republican side. Uh, here in Indiana, uh, one race that a lot of us 
to keep an eye on is the race in the first congressional district. Uh, Congressman Frank Ravan uh, versus, uh, I want to say, Jennifer Ruth Green uh, is the candidate's name. Yep. Uh, what, did, what are you guys hearing in the first? What's going on up north? Well, you know, um, Republicans have done better and better in that district. Uh, President Trump did well. Um, Jennifer Ruth is a really strong candidate, military background, is working very hard, um, has gotten the, the attention of national Republicans from the Congressional Campaign Committee. They're involved. We're coordinating with them um, and working with them up there to, to focus on potentially flipping a seat that we haven't held in a long, long time. Um, and so. I think it's, it, it certainly is the first time in a long time that we legitimately have a congressional seat in play, and so we're, we're all in up there with Jennifer. Um, what are you hearing out of the first? What are people concerned about? Is it the same issues as everywhere else in Indiana, inflation issues, costs, supply chains, you know, crime, the whole nine yards? Yeah, and I, I also, you know, when you get to these congressional races, there's a lot of um, personal issues, personality issues as well. And I just, I, I think that um, Frank Mervan just hasn't really done much. He's been a complete uh, in alignment with Joe Biden, which isn't popular right now in, in Indiana. Um, and Jennifer is a dynamic candidate who's out really working hard and connecting with voters. And listen, you, you can still win elections on the ground. Um, we see it every year um, going out going door to door, talking to voters, building relationships. Um, she's very good at it, and her opponent just isn't. And he's got a D next to his name. Um, and listen, they don't, the, the national folks are pretty savvy. So when they're, when they're putting you on their list, um, there's a reason. And I think it's a combination of the, the wins at the back of Republicans in a potential wave election, plus a candidate that's really strong and working hard. Uh, let's look at the Senate race. Uh, you got Todd Young, the incumbent, uh, Tom McDermott, uh, mayor of uh, Hammond, Indiana, and also you've got uh, James Sindiak, Libertarian. Uh, what's Todd's strategy? How do you guys keep the seat? Well, I, I mean, I think it remains to be seen whether there's an actual campaign against Todd Young. Um, so Todd Young's a clear front runner. Um, you know, he's, he's um, out raising his opponent by a, a significant amount. Statewide races take uh, fundraising to fuel them. Um, and I've just not seen anything from his opponent. So um, Todd's out campaigning statewide, um, talking about the, the need for Republican leadership in D.C., talking about the failed Democrat leadership of the House and Senate, the Pelosi-Schumer-led Congress and the Biden White House. Um, and it's a message that's resonating with, with Hoosiers and resonating with Americans. Um, but, you know, until there's, there's some effort on the other side, I mean, that, that looks like the top of the ticket is going to just be a landslide. Kyle Huffer with us for a few minutes on the program today. I want to circle back to the uh, life issue. Uh, obviously, it was a decision that, like I said, apart from the Supreme Court, really kind of caught a lot of folks sort of off guard. Do you think that changes the dynamics of any races here uh, in Indiana? Uh, maybe some folks that maybe sort of the fence not paying attention are paying attention either one way or the other. I think it's too early to tell. I mean, you know, we live, as you know, in this in this new media world that is very fast changing. Right. And so um, 
you know, we'll, we'll follow it. We'll see what happens in the special session. We'll see what comes out of the special session. We'll see where voters are afterwards. Um, it's certainly going to be an issue for some voters. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, but it's something that, you know, the, the, the members of the General Assembly have run on this for ever ever and we've got super majority so I, I don't think it's going to it shouldn't come as a surprise to many voters across this state that have given now the opportunity to do so that the Republican supermajorities are going to protect life they've they've talked about it forever they've signed surveys they've been very clear about where they are on the issue and so I, I expect the electorate um, has already kind of you know sometimes you hear that the you know the stock market is already kind of included some news down the road in their pricing. I think the electorate already has, has included life in their in their calculations. Uh, real quick here, uh, 2024, uh, we got, obviously Eric is term limited, so his future, what he's going to do is uh, sort of unclear right now. You have uh, Eric Doden as a potential candidate, Suzanne Crouch as a potential candidate, uh, Attorney General Todd Rakita as a potential candidate, uh, Kyle Huffer going to be on the ballot. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, we're, we're going we're to get to the November election, Abdul, um, and we'll and we'll sort things out from there. I mean, I, I, again, this is a, a very dynamic uh, political environment that we're in. Um, there's a lot of lot of folks out there, kind of deciding what they're going to do and looking at it. We're, we just focused on getting through a convention and now getting our Republican candidates elected in November, and then we'll sort things out from there. I was going to ask you, what's your favorite part of being chairman right now? <laughs> My favorite part of being chairman? Um, listen, I, I love going out and um, and talking to our Republicans across the state. It's it's always exciting to get to go out and do it. Um, and we're going to have a fun, we always have fun with our general elections. We've got a great team um, of of staff, of paid staff across the state, of volunteers who come out and work really hard. Um, that'll go door to door. We'll do a great statewide tour as we get closer to the election. And it's always fun to go out and do that as well. All right. Well, Kyle Huffer, chairman of the Indiana Republican Party, my friend, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.